Welcome to the TVA Devotions Podcast. We want you to be encouraged by the Word of God, whether this is your first or your 50th time to listen. We hope we add value to you through God's Word today. Welcome to TVA Devotions. This is Coach D. I'm a head volleyball coach, uh, but more importantly, I'm a follower of Christ. Appreciate you uh, joining us today. Uh, this devotion is just for those of us that might be at a club tournament on a Sunday and not be able to make it to our church. Uh, this is, again, just something where we can kind of visit with God, have some time to think about uh, what it is that He has for us this weekend and this week, and I uh, pray that it blesses your life. Uh, God bless and uh, enjoy. Okay, I'm thankful that today that we are back. <laughs> We're back in our... Uh, in our office here. We're back uh, in control of things. We're not on the road, so our microphone's a little bit better. Um, the sound quality's a little bit better, so I appreciate you guys uh, going through a couple of those weeks where I was out on the road and uh, using my cell phone as my microphone. So anyway, um, I hope you're blessed. Um, just want to talk to you a little bit about today. My, my opening little illustration is um, my stepfather had this uh, 1960 something, let's go ahead and say 67, um, Chevy pickup truck. And, um, when I was a senior in high school, um, I had a girlfriend and, uh, he'd let me drive it. I think once or twice, not too many times, but anyway, the seat was a bench seat, which it was straight across. So, you know, if you think about, uh, Trucks nowadays, we have these captain's chairs and we have to have all this room to ourselves and everything, but that bench seat was, it was kind of romantic, you know, you, you were able to kind of put what, your left hand on the wheel, your right hand around your girl, you know what I'm saying? So just picture that, that type of mentality. So I had that, um, I had that, uh, that truck uh, and got to drive it around with my girlfriend at the time in high school. And it was, uh, it was an enjoyable time. I mean, it, it felt great. You know, it's, it felt like a, like a good old country song. Uh, but now we're so far away from each other. We want these big old trucks and that's all right. They're up on big old tires and everything, but uh, there's not that rom romance anymore. There's that uh, console in between you and somebody else. But all right, let's picture that truck. Now, let's picture that truck and you're sitting there and man, you just met this girl or you just met this guy and oh man, love is in the air. Cupid just nailed you right between the eyes and ooh, it is good times. And you're sitting there, left hand on the wheel, right hand around your girl, and you guys are in love, and you kind of, she puts her head on your shoulder, and oh my goodness, love, love, love. And then, you know, a couple months later, you know, she starts to think, you know, my head's right in your armpit, and you smell, so I'm going to scoot over a little bit. And then a couple years later, you know, like, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and sit over here. I, I don't really like what you said about me, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you grow old together and, uh, you know, she kind of gets in the door. She opens the door. She sits down and she leans on the window and kind of puts her head outside the door. And then you get really, really old. And it's like it's a struggle just to get into that truck, that bench seat. You're just like, oh, you open the door. You're kind of putting all your weight on the door to struggle. You have to find the the uh, bar to help you get back, get in there. You reach and grab that little holding spot. You get yourself in and you barely, it, it takes everything you have just to get inside the truck. 
And then let's think that's that's Wilma and uh, Fred's the driver. And Wilma looks over at Fred and says, baby, what's wrong with our love? Why aren't we so close together anymore? Why aren't I over there putting my head on your shoulder and you putting your arm around me? And Fred looks over at Wilma and says, I haven't moved. That illustration kind of talks about us and God. And I feel like that God tells us sometimes when we first come to him, we have that that love. We have that your first love when you first come to Jesus Christ and you, you come to that knowledge of him. You got your your head on your his shoulder and he's got his arm around you and you just feel in that love and you feel comforted and you feel wonderful. And little by little, we start to put things in between us and God. And if you think about that truck as the presence of God, sometimes it's even, even hard to get into the presence of God because everything that's happened in our lives. And we ask God, God, why are you so far away from me? And God just basically tells us, I didn't move. I haven't moved. And that's what it's all about today. So I just want to kind of pray before we get started today. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for, uh, Lord, for a, a nice microphone, uh, uh, not being away on a recruiting trip for the 17th week in a row. Lord, I thank you so much for rest. I thank you so much for this job that I have. Thank you so much for this opportunity that I have to speak to people. Lord, I pray that you bless their lives today. Lord, I pray that they won't hear me, but they'll hear you through me, and that I would be an instru- instrument for you. I pray this in Jesus' name. So my question, and I get it a lot, is, is how do I grow closer to God? Or how do I grow in, in God? And, and I talk to people as they come to visit school at my school or any school you're going to, you know, no matter what school you, I went to Liberty University. It's probably the most, you know, the most conservative school almost in the nation. And, but there were places on Liberty where I could find drugs. There were places at Liberty I could find people that were going to take me away from Jesus Christ. And, and the people that you surround yourself with is the type of person you're going to become. So how do you grow closer to God? How do you how do you make those decisions as you go to college, as parents, as you go into life, as you walk in your normal everyday life, how do we grow closer to God? And I took those letters and grow, G-R-O-W, and I made it kind of an acrostic. And again, I don't have a divinity degree. I don't have a master's degree in Jesus. I think I do because I've accepted him as my Lord and Savior and I have all of him. I have everything that he has in me, but I just, I like speaking about him. Uh, you know, I've always felt, and I even told my youth pastor that I felt a call into the ministry. And I, I believe that this is my ministry is to talk to people, to volleyball people, to my kind of people about Jesus. And uh, this is how it is. So we take grow. The first letter in grow is G. And uh, so what I did with G is I, I put it as God. I think that he has to be first in our relationship. In order for us to grow in God, we got to meet with him. I talk about it a lot of times. I call my recruits every single week on Monday night. Coaches, if you're listening to this, you could steal this. It works great because I get in touch with those players every single week. And I kind of say, hey, let's continue with that relationship. Let's continue with that friendship. Let's continue with that that type of building a relationship together so that you know what I'm all about, what our program's all about. And so for me to be able to meet with those players every single week uh, via phone or text, it's an opportunity to continue that relationship. And we know where everybody is so we don't get too far apart from each other. 
I think that we get too far apart from each other. Let's say, for instance, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom, your dad, uh, your church, your uncle, your aunt, your grandmother, your grandfather, um, your math grade. Uh, by the time that we spend with that person or with that thing, if you don't study math for a while, it's going to get really confusing. You're going to get overwhelmed. If you don't spend a whole lot of time with your parents, there's going to be a divide in between you. Parents, if you don't spend a whole lot of time with your kids, there's going to be a divide in between you. The relationship's going to be separated by some way. Psalm 63.1 is a great verse because I really love it. And I'm going to read the NIV first. Um, but it says, you, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. So the psalmist here is saying, God, everything that I have, I want to come to you. The King James Version is the one that I've learned. Um, I like NIV, and most of the stuff I say will be NIV, so forgive me if you're old school. But in the King James Version, it says, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where, there no, where no water is. And I put that verse down is because... I believe God doesn't necessarily want us to go to him right before we put our head on the pillow. I think he does want us to do that then. I think he wants us to do it forever. But I think when we get up in the morning, I think our first thought needs to be God. He has to be first. So when we say, how do we grow in Christ? How do we get closer to God? How do we grow closer to God? He has to be first. Early in the morning, you have to seek him. It says, I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and weary land, in a dry and thirsty land, in a dry and parched land where there's no water, you are my water, God. I thirst for you like I'm thirsty for water after a long workout. If that's not your, if that's not your, your goal, if that's not your thought process that you go through life, if you don't seek God early and often every single day, if you miss a day, it's going to be okay. But don't go to a point where you're like, you know, I missed church this weekend. I missed church this weekend. I got 14 uh, tournaments in a row. Church is a great place to be in. We need to gather with people. But finding God is just as easy as saying, hey, God, because he's right there and he wants to be with you. You have got to go and seek him. You have to thirst for him. Your whole body needs to long for him. So in growing closer to God, we have to put him first. In Matthew 6.33, we talked about it last week. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Again, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? What shall we live in? How shall we do this stuff? All these things that we're worried about. God says, seek me first and I will supply everything else. And he also says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. So that second word in grow, the R, is going to be righteous. In order for us to grow closer to God, our, our body and our walk can't be walking the other way. There used to be an old song that says, it's one thing to say it and another thing to do it. It's by Stephen Curtis Chapman. It's old school. Some of you guys are about to ready to sing it. I'm ready to sing it. It's one thing to say it, another thing to do it. Anyway, but it's an unbelievable song because for a lot of us, we talk a good game, but we live a horrible game. We talk about, God, I want to know you. And then we do this, that, and the other that is totally against God. 
So in order for us to grow in God, in order for us to come closer to him, we have to walk closer to him. We have to walk in his way. And that's really hard. I'll be honest with you. I understand it's really hard. It's very hard to walk that straight and narrow way. You know, wide is the gates to destruction, as narrow is the gate to salvation. But understand that if you want to grow in God, if you want to be closer to him, if you want to have that love that sustains you have to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's my favorite verse, Philippians 1.27. Walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You have to walk in a righteous way. You have to have a life that is righteous. You have to do the things that he requires of you and he asks of you and he commands of us. He says, I need you to do that in order to stay with me. In order to say, he says, if not, I'm going to say, I never knew you. Get away from me. Depart from me. For I never knew you. He says in Revelation that if you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of his mouth. It's kind of gross. But think about that for a second. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but not lukewarm, because if you're lukewarm, you're living a lie. And really, honestly, if you're living a lie and you're trying to be a Christian, but you're lying about being a Christian, you're missing out on everything. You're missing out on the quote unquote fun of this world, and you're going to miss out on an eternity with Jesus Christ forever. 2 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16, one of my favorite ones as well, and it might be a devotion coming up, so get excited about smelling the aroma. But for we are the aroma of Christ to God, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? So think about this for a second. When, when you're walking out there and you say you're a Christian, 2 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16, 15 says, we are the God's aroma. So if you say, I'm a Christ follower, and then you don't walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, you are smelling this place up. <laughs> Literally, you stink. You, gotta, you need to go take a shower, put some deodorant on. You need to put some Jesus on. It literally says that. And as we walk out to people, we show them that, hey, Christians, we encourage them. People that are not Christians, we show them, hey, there's a joy that's in me, you know, and if there's a joy that's in me, if I have this joy, this joy will suffice forever. So not only do we have to seek God first, we also have to live in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. Please don't go around saying you're a Christian and living your life totally apart from Christ. If you're trying to grow close to him, Seek him first and lit, walk in a manner that's worthy of the gospel of Christ. Philippians 127. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. O. O stands for outward. We've got to, you, you can't sit and as the old saying says, you can't hide your faith under a bushel. You can't take the light that God has given you. You can't take what he's done in your life. And if he hasn't done it in your life, we got to talk about something totally different. But if God has done something in your life, man, let's go. Let's tell everybody about it. I know you're shy. I know you don't feel comfortable going up to people and talking about it. That's all right. But live your life outward. Be free. It's really tough for me to see a Christian who is suffering and is living under that suffering. There's somebody at my work, and I won't say their name, but every time I talk to them, they come up with, oh man, life is rough. Oh man, it's I'm barely making by, Justin. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Oh, man is right. God has done something crazy in you. He's done something amazing in you. Don't hide your candle under a bushel. And if you got a candle, let's let it shine. Sing the song with me. Don't hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. You know, this is a singing. It's karaoke time today this week. But anyway, you got to live outward. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So if you want to grow closer to Christ, you have got to go outward. And I'm speaking to a couple of you today that are so afraid of that thought. I'm speaking to those of you that like to text. You don't like to talk. You know who I'm talking about. You don't want to talk to people. God's asking you to step up and to step out. There's so many people that need to hear your voice, that need to hear your walk. Yes, I said that right. They need to hear your walk. You don't have to go up and talk to them, but walk in such a way that they hear you. Get out and go tell them. You don't have to tell them with your voice. If you feel, don't feel confident in that, ask God. Moses was a stutterer. And we are talking about him thousands of years later, about the things that he did to bring us to where we are now as Christians. How much more can God use you? Let your love, let your, let your faith breathe outward. If you want to grow in Christ, if you want to grow closer to him, live outward. It even says this in Matthew 28, 19, it's the great commission. It's God's statement to us. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The first two words say, therefore, go outward. Go do it. You want to grow in Christ, go volunteer somewhere. Go do. Go out, get out of your comfort zone and show people who Jesus Christ is. Because as you bring more people to him, you're going to see his love transform other people. And when you see his love and his power transform others, it's going to grow your relationship with him. And you're going to say, this is for real, God. I feel closer to you because you are working through me to reach them. Go, go, go and grow. G, seek God first. R, live righteously Oh, I almost said three. I'm a math nerd. Sorry. Live outwardly. And then lastly, W, live wealthy. And I'm not preaching the prosperity gospel. I don't care how what you feel about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying I will need you to be financially wealthy. I want you to be emotionally and spiritually wealthy. Because too many people, we are chasing the wrong thing. Money is not the root of all evil. Let me let me let me make sure you understand that. Money is not the root of all evil. I'm I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan. And I want to be wealthy. I want to live like nobody else so later on I can live and give like nobody else. But I don't want to necessarily I, I don't I don't have a love for money. I think the, it says the love of money is the root of all evil. But I think too many of us are going on that rat race. We are continually going and going and going to experience financial wealth. And 
What's being left in the wayside is our emotional wealth and our spiritual wealth. So when I talk to you about how you grow closer to God, it's not by getting wealthier and it's not, yes, it is by tithing your 10%, okay? That's a responsibility. That's a gift. Anything on top of that is actually a gift to God, but that's a requirement. But your emotional and spiritual wealth is what I want to talk about here. I want you to be emotionally and I want you to be spiritually wealthy. Matthew 6, and again, we're in Matthew 6 a whole lot this last two weeks. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Are you understanding what I talk about when I say being wealthy? Are you understanding I'm not talking about getting the best car. I'm not talking about having the newest iPod or iPod, sorry, iPhone. I'm a little old. All right. I'm not talking about the AirPods. I brought those together. That's what it was. The MacBook. All right. I got a Chromebook right now. It cost me like $199. Not even. I got it on Best Buy on like Good Friday. That's what I'm doing this on. All right. So for me, when I talk about laying up your treasures, don't put them up here on earth. Don't live for the, the, the grind here on earth. Be emotionally wealthy. Be spiritually wealthy. Put your Live for your treasures that are in heaven. I want crowns. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for crowns. How do I get crowns? Is by showing more and more people about Jesus Christ. So how do I grow closer to God? I need to be wealthy. Paul talks about it in Philippians 4. Oh my goodness, here we are in Philippians again. You might just think it's Matthew and Philippians. That's what I'm changed the podcast to. TVA, Matthew and Philippians podcast. But all of us understand Philippians 4. We talked about it extensively in our eight steps to perfect peace. But I'm going to keep on moving past verse 9 where it says, whatever is righteous, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, all that stuff. Now we're going to keep on going. And all of you know Matthew, or not Matthew, Philippians 4.13. And we're going to say it here in a second. But let's talk about what we're talking about and how we get up to that. Paul talks about it to the church of Philippi. It's a long chapter, not a long chapter but a long group of passages I'm going to read you. So stay with me. Paul is talking to the church and saying, thank you so much for all you've given me. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that you, that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. I can do all things through him who strengthens me or who gives me strength. Let's keep it in the same version. That's huge there. Paul is saying, I don't need wealth that you guys think about. I don't need a lot of money. I don't need a lot of food. I don't need, whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether I'm living in plenty or living in want. Wealth to me is not about status. Wealth to me is not what kind of car I drive, what kind of clothes I wear, or what kind of purse or watch I wear around. I'm not going to wear a purse, but we'll go into that later. He says, I know how it is. I know to be how to be content in each and every situation. And he says, the way that I'm content in each and every situation is I have Christ. I can do all things through him. He strengthens me every single day. That's being wealthy. 
is saying, I don't need anything else. Emotional and spiritual wealth is, I don't need anything else, but I need Jesus. Now, is it unchristian to go after those things? It depends on where you're going after. Are you going after it just to supply yourself? Probably. But if you live and give like nobody else, that's what we want to do. So if we get spiritually wealthy, we get emotionally wealthy, this is what I'm talking about. And it's written in Philippians 4. I'm going to go on in verse 14. It says, yet it was good for you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that you be more credited to your account. He's basically saying, you know, I don't need anything from you. I just want God to know, hey, these people took care of me. I want them to be having those crowns in heaven. Verse 18 says, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied. Now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And verse 19 says this, and I want you to live by this. Maybe you're not wealthy, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Amen here. But verse 19 of chapter 4 of Philippians says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. Let me let me talk about the sovereignty of God. Let me talk about what God has. Let me talk about God's bank account. Not just money, but yes, money. Not just emotional health, but yes, emotional health. Not just spiritual health, wealth, but yes, spiritual wealth. God has all of these things. And Paul says, listen, I'm okay. I am doing awesome. He says, I have received full payment and have more than enough. But if you don't, I want you to understand that God is going to meet, verse 19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So today, if you're looking to grow closer to God, I'm asking you to put him first. I'm asking you to walk in a manner worthy of gospel of Christ. I'm asking you to be righteous. I'm asking you to live all outward. I'm asking you, therefore, go. Tell people about him. Be the aroma of Christ. And lastly, I'm asking you to be wealthy. And the way to be wealthy, yes, you can do it through money, but that's not what we're looking for. It's through emotional and spiritual. And if you don't know God, I want to tell you about a God that's going to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. There is a God that will pull you over on his bench seat and put his arm around you and take you in whatever you place you are right now. And he'll hold you and he'll love you and he'll let you know everything is all right. If you don't know this, God, it's as easy as just saying, Jesus, I want to know you. Show me yourself. Go find somebody. Tell somebody that, that you know that's a Christian. Say, hey, I want to know more about this guy. I want to experience the riches that he has of his glory. And if you're struggling right now, whether it's emotionally, if you're struggling emotionally, join the crowd. <laughs> but if you're struggling emotionally, God says, be joyful in hope. Right now, be joyful. I, listen, I read the last verse. We win. 
I want you to know something, that whatever you're going through, God, God will bring you through. I told people, a lot of people this week, that you've survived 100% of your worst days so far, and God's not going to let you not survive this one. My God will meet your needs, not just your needs, all of your needs, according to the riches of His glory. He's got a lot more than me. He's got a lot more than you. Your spiritual wealth, if you want to know about God, grow in Him today. Let's pray. Father, man, (laughs) your word never returns void. It's pretty awesome to think about. You taught me a bunch of stuff today. Uh, If, you know, nobody listens to this, thank you. Thank you. I'd almost slipped. But God, you came and saved me. Pray for each person that's listened to this, Lord, that you would save them. That you would help them to understand that you love them. And Lord, if they've experienced that division from you, Lord, that you would help them to understand that you haven't moved. You've still been in the same place. And as you did to the prodigal son, Lord, you will come running to them. All they need to do is turn right now. And Lord, that's what we do right now. We turn to you and say, God, I'm not as close as I need to be with you. I want to be back sitting by your right side with your arm around me, my head on your chest, and us loving each other. Help me to grow in you. Help me to get up early and talk to you. Help me to seek you first. Help me to live a righteous life. Help me to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Help me to tell others about the joy that you've given me. Help me to live outwardly and go. And lastly, Lord, renew my heart. Make me spiritually and emotionally healthy so that I might touch more people for you. Be with us today. Be with us this week. Pray you have safe travel if you're going. God, be with us. Be with those that are traveling. Give us traveling mercies. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, and all the power. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Guys, have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Um, If you have anything you need to pray for, my my email is thevolleyacademy at gmail.com. I don't want to put my my, uh, school name on there because this isn't about my school. This is about Jesus. So... Um, you can get in touch with me that way. My personal email is justinhdee at aol.com if you want to go that way. Any way that you need to get in touch with me, if you have something you need prayer for, um, please let me know. I'm here to help. Um, go and grow this week. God bless.